Welcome to the Jay Che Show. Let's begin. Here we are, episode number four. Michael Stratton, Dr. Michael Stratton, chiropractor and good friend. Welcome, sir, to the show. Good morning. All right. So uh, you've been my chiropractor for, I want to say, uh, a few years now. A couple At years. least two years that, that you've been uh, giving me adjustments. Uh, every time I feel just rough around the edges or I have a, a, an ache or an ailment or my lower back bothers me, which it, which it doesn't so much now since I've seen you. Since the beginning. Um, since the beginning. Uh, the, right. the, no, let's let's walk it back. The first time I saw you, I was hunched over, and I couldn't sit up straight or much less walk straight. I had to almost even have a cane because I pulled something in my back, uh, and this is something recurring. We uh, call that Quasimodo. Quasimodo. <laughs> or the hunchback. The hunchback, uh, exactly. So, and uh, you've, you gave me the adjustment. I was able to sit up. Somewhat straight after that, and uh, since then, I've been coming to get res- regular visits from you and, uh, and uh, get straightened out, and I feel good each time I visit your office. Yeah. That's the absolute goal. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, tell me uh, how long you've been practicing. Uh, oh, so I've been out of school since 2005, so 14 years. 14 years. Um, own my own business since 2011. 2011. My you are uh, located right behind... Of all places, Krispy Kreme. It's a, <laughs> it's an awesome location because everybody knows where Krispy everybody Kreme knows is. where Krispy Kreme yes. is in town, and and you're just right there. And and even more coincidental is uh, you are right across the street from my dojo, so it makes it even more convenient yes. for me to come and visit you. <laughs> you're like, yes, I'm not going the opposite direction anymore. Uh, so really good. Um, now tell me what it is about uh, about chiropractic that that uh, led you down that path um so i guess kind of the turning point for me is i saw a chiropractor as a child um i played football i was rough on myself um so i saw a chiropractor for back pain and those sorts of issues which is what brings a lot of people to our office or a a chiropractic office to begin with um i felt like in high school i wanted to do something to help people Mm -hmm. um i was looking at occupational therapy physical therapy that sort of stuff and um, my mom's chiropractor asked what I was going to be looking to doing going to college mm-hmm. uh, my senior year. And she said maybe physical therapy or something. He wanted to talk to me about the, the just chiropractic in general. And um, there were some – when he talked to me about it, it was more of a business talk. Mm. Because chiropractors here in the state of Florida in most states are primary care physicians. So you can see them like your regular medical practitioner, that sort of thing. Um, whereas physical therapists weren't doctors back then, you had to have a referral to get insurance to cover those sorts of things. So he really talked to me in a business sense. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, cool, I could do that. I could go be a doctor and, and do that and go right. to school. Right. So I, I probably am one of the lucky ones going to college. I knew what I was going to do. Mm. Um, I knew what I was going to do before I ever got to college. Oh, wow. And then, uh, yeah. 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 I, and, and a lot of people don't know, which is totally okay. Mm-hmm. Some people just uh, want to do it. But. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. So right. just right. the um, the philosophy that I practice in my practice now is more about wellness and healing mm-hmm. rather than just getting your pain to go away. Got it's it. more about high function Got rather it. than right. just getting out of the gutter. I know uh, for me it is about bodily maintenance and preventative measures. Yep. So every time I feel as if something is off, uh, let's say, you know, if my – my left hip is bothering me, which it currently is. I know go that before it gets worse, and instead of ignoring that pain, I'll just go and, and seek treatment and seek an adjustment, and that's what I come to you for. And and that I've found over these these years that is done better for me than other measures. Absolutely right. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you know, I could go after study after study that shows back pain is better than opioids and, and all of that stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, adjustments are better than opioids and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, we get most of the people because they're in a bad place that come into our office as mm-hmm. new patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but we meet them at their pain level and then start educating them, which is a big thing that we do in our office, about what it is to maintain a good function. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, he- health isn't a destination. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's going to fluctuate throughout your life. Right. Um, and it's more about keeping up with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe one of the, the big things that most people have lost is mm-hmm. they don't keep up with themselves. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, right. And we're taught that um, health is an outward in process mm-hmm. when it's really the opposite. It's complete yes. opposite, right? It's yes. an inward out. So, yes. um, you know, as far as people getting sick and things like that, it's not the seed. It's not the germ. Mm-hmm. It's the soil that you plant in. So mm-hmm. if your body's ripe for infection, mm-hmm. you'll get infection. Right. I think uh, in conjunction with, of course, seeing a physician, your your uh, your medical physician, your medical physician yeah, cool. going, yeah. you, you know, and, and I don't know if an annual checkup does it. Uh, I, I've been thinking about this more lately um, and going to see a doctor to get your get your blood work done once a year. I don't think that cuts the mustard. I don't think that um, I don't think that's right. I, I think maybe uh, doing it every three to six months is probably a better course of action. Just to uh, see where you're at, see what you what your blood is doing, um, and then in, of course uh, working out re- on a regular basis and eat eating somewhat healthy. Uh, and, and I say somewhat because you there's other foods out there that are just so delicious that, you know, hey. You got to have fun, brother. Got to have <laughs> gotta fun. live life and have, have that extra slice. Yes. Um, and then, of course, uh, seeking chiropractic. Uh, that, that, that overall. Oh, see, so you forgot one there, too. What's that? Positive mental attitude. Oh, positive mental attitude. Right. So, you got to yeah. have a positive attitude. Sure. And, and, you know, sometimes things happen in life and, and shit sucks. That's right. But uh, you got to find a silver lining. That's what mm-hmm. uh, life is all about, for right. sure. Right. And I, I know that, you know, seeing you working out regularly, uh, doing, of course, my, my dojo thing, the karate thing, uh, which uh, helps immensely with stress levels. And even for my clients uh, that come in that are the adult clients and the teen clients, even the kids, uh, for everyone, the abating or relieving stress, I think, is a huge factor. And I think you see that uh, on, uh, in your practice, where it, it's, it's someone's mind that's doing the pain for the body. Yeah, absolutely. And not the other way around. Yeah, so in our office, we always talk about three types of stress with everybody, right? You know, everybody knows the mental, emotional stress of day-to-day, whether it comes from, you know, having kids as a father, uh, having wives, having our own businesses, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. working in somebody else's business, or whatever your mental stress may be. Mm-hmm. There's also a physical stress that not only comes along with, you know, car accidents or slip and falls or things like that, but mm-hmm. working out is a mental, is a physical stress. Your right. body just needs rest to get over that right um sitting down at a job for eight hours 10 hours 12 hours on end That's i mean just I, I, can't, I can't tell you how many ugh. of our clients come in and they they have desk jobs i totally get it but i say how 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 long how, how many hours do you think you sit in a day at home and then when you go home, at work and then when you go home right and it's commonly eight plus 10, 12 hours a day mm. that somebody's sitting, not moving their body. So that's a huge physical stress. That's right. Right. And then we talk about chemical stress. So all the crappy shit that people eat, mm-hmm. going to all the fast food restaurants, not having, you know, just not having vegetables. Right. I, ha- I had a client one time in the, um, I think she was like 14 and she says, I'm, I'm a vegetarian now. So okay. I, she brought a food sheet into me mm-hmm. and I said, out of 21 meals, right? Three meals a day, seven days a week. Out of these 21 meals, you have two days that you ate vegetables. And not only two days, you only had two meals out of those two days. So what was the rest of it? Starch? Starch. Shit. So I said, <laughs> you're a shit fooditarian, maybe, but you're not a vegetarian because you're not eating vegetables at all. Right? Uh-huh. So, and, and, you know, that's a whole different podcast about diet and what's best for whoever, sure. you know, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but, you know, and then, so you have that chemical stress, whether it be smoking or drinking or... Mm just not eating the right things, you know, mm-hmm. I- anything that goes into your body that's not fueling your body right. is a poison. There's right. no in-between. So mm-hmm. there's no real junk food. It's junk. It's not really food, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Right. But like you said, it's got to be a this or that thing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I always uh, I always tell people it's an 80-10-10 rule as far as diet goes. Okay. 80% of the time, follow your good, natural, clean, as possible diet, organics, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Right. 10% of the time you can have a cheat here and there. Mm-hmm. The other 10% of the time, 
Who gives a shit? You got to live life. <laughs> you just got to live life. Just eat that yeah. slice. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah. want the pendulum to swing too far to one way because it's going to start to swing back and then you're, right. you're off the way. I mean, I, I, th- I think, uh, and, you know, we, t- we talked about this earlier, uh, is that I, I, I believe I live a healthier lifestyle than the average American citizen. Absolutely. By uh, far. And, and of course, you know, and I know the ailments that I have and what the ailments are attributed to. But I see people, let's say, you know, hey, at our local Walmart, walk in the aisles, and my God, it's like I, I feel pain just seeing them in the state that they're in, yeah, and the pain that they could potentially be going under, uh, and that lifestyle. As much as I don't like to use that word lifestyle, it's, I think it's so overused. But just how you live your life, yeah, the level of activity what you put in your body and the stress that you're put under, it's just debilitating. And what are you doing to mitigate the stress in your life? Right. 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 I mean, that's what living a quote, healthy lifestyle is all about is mm-hmm. mitigating. You're not going to get away from stress, mm-hmm. physical, chemical, mental, emotional, whatever it is. You're right. going to have that there. Mm-hmm. It's what can you do so it doesn't stay and de-stress your body more and more. Right. And I think people, uh, they know this. I think people <laughs> inherently know the answer. It, is to but just to act on it yeah to actually do something about it and then the excuse here comes the excuses well i I can't do this because of my knee or i can't do this because of my blood pressure i can't do this because of my job or because of my kids and on and on and on ad nauseum the excuses right pile up it's funny if you don't know who uh, David Goggins is, you can oh, look yeah, him up. Dude, he is that. hilarious. So if you don't know, I was first introduced to him uh, the the book um, "Can't Hurt Me: Living with a Seal." Oh, okay. He has another book. Okay. No, yeah. he doesn't have the book. It's from uh, another guy. That actually, what this guy did was he saw David Goggins do uh, like a hundred mile race by himself that mm. most people were doing with, you know, four and five members on a team. Right. So, anyways, the the guy goes out and. Um, he invites him in to his home for 30 days to come train him, live with him and his wife and his child and come train him. David. David okay. to train him, okay. to train this other guy. All so, right. I mean, they're running, you know, out in the snow and blizzards. They're doing all this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. anyways, one of his last videos on, um, I think it was Facebook was, he goes, you know, I was 100 pounds heavy. I needed to lose weight as fast as I could. So I just stopped fucking eating. <laughs> I stopped fucking eating so much. Right. Right. And he goes and then you, he it, the whole thing is about you make it too complicated. Mm. Just do it. He goes, Just do it. It's not hard. If you can't afford a trainer, then put your fucking shoes on and start walking. Right. Just go for a walk. Just do something. It's one little step now leads to a gigantic change in That's the future, right. which I think most people aren't given enough power. We're mm-hmm. depowered in society for mm-hmm. some reason mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not told almost like we have to ask for permission. Yeah. Right. From yeah. someone. Yet Absolutely. You, yet you do not need permission from anyone. I, I mean, I have clients yeah. all the time, and they're like, well, can I work out now? I was like, you should have never stopped working out. I know you got <laughs> back pain, but you got to do something. you got to move your body. And I get it. If, it, if, you're, if you're so out of whack like you were when you first came in, you literally couldn't teach class for a while. It yeah. was, I mean, debilitating. It yes. was affecting all areas of your life. Mm-hmm. I, I get you can't exercise then, but as soon as you can stand up straight, you can start walking. That's right. Right. And, it, right. and it's, um, you know, there's got to be a certain level that you're – comfortable with being uncomfortable in life Mm -hmm. because that's how you learn that's right yeah Yeah. i I, I get that from uh you know my clients as well and and i'll hear oh you know what i let me lose 20 pounds i want to lose 20 pounds before i step onto the mat that's like that's backwards brother like no you you step onto (laughs) the mat right now yeah and you will lose the 20 pounds exactly if just just do the work just step onto the mat you know take your time take it easy of course right and don't hurt yourself. But that's the point, is to be active and be moving. And, oh, I mean, yeah. we get we get some clients that will call in and be like, you know, um, um, I've got a cold. I'm sick, so I can't make it in today. What? And so my <laughs> so, so, so my, my team members are, are taught to go, you just said you're sick, so you can't make it to your doctor appointment today? <laughs> mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. We see plenty of people that are sick. You, you need to get in for your adjustment. It helps your body function better it takes the interference away from your nervous system which controls your immune system and all other aspects of your life Mm -hmm. and it helps it decide on what process needs to go on for you to get over your health crisis that's right yeah Yeah. i mean if i if i feel 
like dirt. Like the other day I came in. Right. I just told you, I was like, you know what? I just feel like dirt, man. And Beat down. You just adjusted me. After the adjustment, maybe an hour later, I was like, fine. Yeah. Cleared up. Whatever it was, just cleared up. I felt good. Fantastic for the rest of the day. Right. So, I mean, if yeah. you if you physically feel good, your mental aspect's going to be better. If you're mm-hmm. mentally good, your your physical ailments will start to disappear. You won't notice them as much. That's right. Um, it, it's all interconnected. Yeah. You know, things that, things that are in our bodies because they're supposed to be in our body and the things that aren't in our body probably shouldn't be there. Right. Um, so, you know. I mean, I don't, I have, I don't think I, – I meet more people that – are in a crummy mood because of the way their physical state is. So if I if I see someone, let's say for instance, if I'm at the gym and 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 most people that I see at the gym, they're they're either they're in, gr- in good physical shape or they are on their way to being in good physical shape. And and their mood is positive because they're in the gym they're working they're moving they're moving absolutely they're, they're, their endorphins are, are, are running in. and that's fellowship i mean yeah. even if you don't talk to anybody at the gym it's still fellowship for you that's you're right. still getting mm-hmm. into a group that's probably not necessarily always your group and doing the same right. versus thing. you know running to random people that just aren't in uh, a good physical place and you can see it on their face that they're just not in a good place right mentally uh, spiritually Physically, it's just overall All aspects. In, 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 in terrible health. Yeah, which is very concerning. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's 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 crazy. I we we always keep in mind at our place. It's when you see somebody it's called if you've never heard of it, it's called emotional tone scale. Um, so basically, they've put all these emotions from exuberant to happy to, you know, just being chilled to sad and mm-hmm. angry and in pain and all mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. And they've rated them by numbers. Right, and so very close to being in pain is antagonism and sadness and despair. So mm-hmm. when we get somebody in that's antagonistic, right, you know they're in a bad place physically. They're sure. probably really, really hurting. Mm-hmm. So you know we got to kind of be a little level up. You can't right. be exuberant with somebody that's you know can't walk. That's not going to work with them. Mm-hmm. But y- you have an effect on all of the people you're around. So um, it's it's a matter of being the thermostat not the thermometer hmm. you need to set the temperature you don't need to take the temperature of the room and be that thing got it yeah um it's it's like your dojo man you mm-hmm. are the thermostat you right. set the tone we want I it mean, to be a positive place a welcoming place an energetic place well even yeah. even when you're belt testing you're like you know somebody tries to break something and it's like okay now here comes master jake now we're getting serious now <laughs> something's gonna get broke over here <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah. that's that's yeah. the tone of that's the tone of all right now we need to get serious now you, you have to get this move down that's right. right yeah yeah uh wh- what do you say when you hear the argument against chiropractic again you, you'll hear from people you know what that that stuff doesn't work yeah you know that's just uh mumbo jumbo it's placebo it doesn't work cool and, and I, i'm i'm at this point used to hearing it mm-hmm. um it comes from one of a couple of different aspects. It's either conjecture that somebody's heard from somebody else, mm. um, or maybe they went to a chiropractor one or two adjustments and thought it was going to be a miracle thing and they'd be able to walk again with no pain. Right. Um, chiropractic is is mostly, usually, almost never a one or two adjustment thing. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, y- you've dealt with this for four, five years, six years. You've not felt good for a long time. Right. It's going to take more than you know a week to get you back up and running. So mm-hmm. it's either they, they didn't follow a process, maybe their doctor didn't give them a great process to follow mm-hmm. or wasn't clear on that, right. um, or it's just conjecture of things that people have heard from places they've heard it from. Right. Um, right. And it, it, it just goes back to the separation of um, more what is mechanical Versus mm-hmm. what is vitalistic? What right. is a salutogenic healthcare model system? What is taking care of yourself to be healthy, getting adjusted, not because you hurt, because you know it makes your body function better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that vitalistic. That's that you you do the things you need to do. Like we were talking with you, taking supplements and doing getting your exercise in. And I don't mean just your work dojo exercise. I mean you exercise. I exercise outside right. of the dojo. Absolutely. I mean absolutely. The, the active lifestyle. Again, that word lifestyle, I don't know why I cringe every time I hear it or even say it. Is it you live your life, you use your your body, your meat vehicle, yeah. as it were, and, and to its fullest. If yeah. you're not if you're not using it to to its fullest, well it's just gonna 
rot. Right. Well, yeah. and that's the choice. Is, is that's the choice. Is, is it? Are we living because we're trying to be more vitalistic? Are we living this lifestyle because we want to have energy and do more, or are we just trying to not be in pain? Right. That's a very mechanistic process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a patient that had a really, really bad scoliosis in her lower back, but she had pain down in her pelvic area. Mm. So she used to get shots in her pelvic area, shot after shot where her pain was, but that wasn't where the problem was. The problem was up where her spine was crooked. Nobody ever took a full spine x-ray of her. Hmm. No, She didn't know she had scoliosis. She had no clue, and it was right next to her pelvis. She hmm. had no clue, hmm. and it took a long time for her to get, I get your pains down here, but look up here. Hmm. Here's a normal x-ray. What does your pelvis look like? Well, that looks normal. Cool. Look at your back. Does that look normal? No. But you could tell right away. She could tell right away. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'd say your spine's supposed to be straight. That's not straight. Okay, what's the problem? Well, my pain's down here. Right? But she was stuck, and rightly so, in her own mind, as well as what the doctors had been treating. I mean, she's gone so far as to have a small medical um, equipment device put in to her tush that will electrocute her when she's in too much pain or her muscles become too tight. Mm. Right? That's a mechanistic thing. We're only taking care of the pain. Why is the pain there? Mm. Nobody ever thought of why is the pain there? Well, if you have inflammation, good, why is inflammation there? So if I'm going to give a shot, why are we quashing the inflammation? Or is the inflammation there trying to protect the person from injuring themselves further? Right? right? So yeah. it's a, it's just a it's a different mindset. Mm-hmm. So you can use it to mindset instead of lifestyle. Sure. But you have to live that natural, normal mindset you have to have that mindset that it's either going to be vitalistic and i want to have more higher better energy right. or i'm just trying to get by every day right which right. is what so many people are doing and i i, I will take a placebo yep over um giving me a, a painkiller absolutely you know, giving me uh what, what is that you know you name you name whatever painkiller that a doctor may may push on you yeah uh yeah i, I had my wisdom well, and, and, it's, and, and they try to give me a giant bottle a 30 a 30 count bottle of yeah. whatever it is and i just let it sit in yeah. the cabinet i don't even touch it right. right it's like the pain's not that bad i can it's I can not manage. that bad right. yeah, exactly yeah. Well, i mean for some people absolutely I, I i get that but for me i try to avoid painkillers at all costs yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's just it's a horrible, horrible, you know, epidemic that is nowhere close to being controlled by anybody. I mean, I know we've gotten rid of some of the pain mill, pain pill met mills here in Florida and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. At one point, Florida was like the number two uh, state for prescribing prescription meds, but they right. were being sent out of state because we had like, you know, the people online, some doctor down in a basement on his computer just uh, drilling out prescriptions, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. That that's what it comes down to. It's um, you know, it's funny because I don't see people say, "Well, massage really doesn't work." That's a placebo, <laughs> right? Massage works, right? It feels but, good. But it works. It's yeah. a hands-on therapy. That's yeah. the problem with hands-on therapy is you can't do a placebo double-blind study on a hands-on therapy mm. because as soon as you say, as soon as my body, my hand touches you, we've exchanged energy. Mm. That has to do something inside you, right? right? I mean, that's just basic mm-hmm. chemistry, right? Right. We've exchanged, if not skin cells, mm-hmm. which is chemistry, which mm-hmm. would be atoms. We've already exchanged energy, right? Right. So it's it, you can't study hands-on therapies that way. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, I mean, they're getting better with sure. the quantum physics and, and stuff like that. They're they're getting there, but the the it used to be where chiropractic and even acupuncture was a fringe practice yeah it, it, it but i think that it's be just become more mainstream i know here locally like watson clinic they have acupuncture i think, I think so in their in their in their clinics mm-hmm. um I, I could be wrong of course uh but then and now you know insurance covers for for chiropractic care as well so right. it's no it's no longer this thing where hey you know hey you're not seeing a regular doctor you're going to see a quack you can go see a chiropractor or an acupuncturist uh you know, why would you do that? It's not real medicine. Well, and that's but the thing it is, is now. It's, yeah. I, I feel like it's a, it's not a this or that. It's not a you have to either see the medical doctor or the chiropractor or the acupuncturist or the massage therapist. Maybe you need to be seeing all of them. Yes. Maybe you need to be proactive. That's like we were talking with the blood test one time a year. Mm-hmm. Not a good measure. No. Not a good measure, right? Because no. your blood is the, the river of your life. 
it tells what is going on in your body. And it's constantly fluctuating. Constantly. And you are just getting a snapshot, <laughs> that that annual snapshot. Right. And, and that could even just be off because you had whatever said meal the night before. Well, what, or you, you did not work out for the past week. Right. What if, what if I've been on a bender for the week before my blood test and I've been eating McDonald's because I've been on the go or mm-hmm. whatever fatty food, fast food type sure. thing? Um, what if I've what if I've been eating out eat, even at good restaurants where there's tends to be more sodium, mm-hmm. and then I go get my one time a year blood ta- test mm-hmm. and my cholesterol is up. Right. It's like well cool it's up right this second but is it over mm-hmm. the last couple of months six months do you have three or four tests where it's been up mm-hmm. then maybe it's a normal pattern for you right. otherwise it's it's a picture. Yeah. How did you look in the picture? Yeah, at that specific moment. Well, and what what do most people do for their pictures? They put the makeup on, right? <laughs> so it's right. like it's right. that snapshot. It's, I mean, it's it's inaccurate. It's, it's inaccurate, inac- inaccurate portrait of where your health is, right? Right. So because I I'll I'll take uh yeah whatever I have the, whatever a blood pressure monitor and every day I'll take it just to see where it's at. Sure. And it's different. Every day it's different. I mean, it's I mean, it's it, it within a certain range, of course, but it's just different every day. And, and the kicker is you have to take it at different times of the day also, hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it's going to be different if you're still half sleepy and you woke up and just put your blood pressure cuff on. It's going to be low. Low, right. rather than you've been in after school class mm-hmm. with more kids than <laughs> is necessary, <laughs> and then you take your blood pressure, probably going to be, be a little, little higher, high. right? right? Yeah, right. absolutely. So sure. it depends on what you're doing day to day, hour by hour. That's right. I mean, you know, I had a client one time who says, um, very fit, took care of themselves uh, much like yourself. Mm. And uh, they said, uh, I have high cholesterol. I think I need to do the medicine. And I said, whoa, stop, 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 Mm. stop. That's impossible. Why? So she brought me the blood work, right? And it was um, the good cholesterol was high. The bad cholesterol was on the normal side. But so she has good cholesterol then. And the triglycerides were on the normal side, but towards the higher end, but on the normal side. And the doctor said that she needed to get on medicine? The doctor didn't say it. Okay. She assumed it. She assumed it. Okay. Because well. she has high cholesterol. Her overall total number was a little high. Was she talking about statins? Yeah. Hmm. And I was like, mm, hmm. how about you eat more fibrous, leafy green vegetables and run a little bit extra? How about you but start even, stretching even or meditating though, or something? She's in good health. She's in she excellent just, health. Excellent health. She's, but she's just under the assumption that, hey, she needs to optimize herself even further for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's part of the problem, right? Because taking a medicine isn't optimizing yourself. That's the whole point because sure. we're changing your chemistry, right? Sure. Right. So if, if we have to do that, there are certain circumstances where people are just – they have to have something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? right? I mean, you know, type 1 diabetic, you have to have it. Your body's just not doing it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, s- some people are too far off the chart for them not to be on something. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's a time and place where you need to do it, but it doesn't need to be the first option Got always, it. right? Your um, your practice is one of the few that I know of uh, uh, that I heard that, that also treats children. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how, how young... Uh, are we talking so far as uh, treatment goes? Um, the youngest child I've adjusted ever, other than my own kids, yes, was about two hours after birth. No way. Why not? Wow. Well, I, I don't know. Well, think about what. E- this, so this was a natural at-home birth through the water with a midwife. Everything was perfect, but you're still your child's getting squeezed out of a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> right. That's yeah. what the the uterus is contracting from above all the way down and pushing that child out actively as a muscle. So they're mm-hmm. literally getting squeezed and pushed, mm-hmm. which is great, right? One of the uh, things that we know now is ch- a child crowning, going through the mother's uh, um, crowning process is that's what squeezes your brain and gets a lot of neurological things activated for life. Really? So when I get a child that comes in that may be uh, a C-sectioned, mm-hmm. then I do a lot of cranial work with them, right? That's what they're going to need. They're going to need a lot of squeezy work. Which mm-hmm. is super, super gentle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're so malleable, so right. easy. So it's, mm-hmm. um, and you know, if I if I could have anybody for five years of their life, it would be from zero to five. Huh? Right? I mean, think about how much a child grows from zero to five. They're a five, six, seven, ten pound infant mm-hmm. to a fifty pound kid, right? Maybe ish. So you so kid. you're helping their 
their structure, if you will. Not only the, to, the not only to set their, the structure, time. but to get that neurology, what is going to affect their life, the way they think, the way they feel, the way they grow, mm-hmm. what their nervous system tells their body to do and how to act in certain situations. Mm-hmm. You're training all of that from zero to five. Wow. If I could have anybody, that's when it would be. And you have those clients. You, Absolutely. You, you have those, uh, those patients, if you yeah. will. Well, right. and, and, you know, and we have some families that just do chiropractic. Mm. Um, and they don't necessarily always go to see a medical doctor for a checkup. Mm-hmm. That's just the way they live, but they live their really healthy lifestyle. Sure. We have some people that have a pediatrician and see us. Mm. Right. So it's, it's, it's a mix. We right. have a big mix, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we see you guys. I, I bring my kids, um, uh, to you as well. And uh, of course seeing our, uh, our pediatrician as well. And, uh, I think it's just a, I know, I know they enjoy it. Yeah, they 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 get they get a kick out of out of coming to see Doctor Doctor Mike, uh, and getting their adjustments. Um, now, tell me a, a little bit more about the practice. Besides, of obviously, you do the chiropractic, and you you guys also offer uh, physical therapy as as well. Uh, so we do some massage thera- therapy. We do we do some yeah. therapy in our office. More massage therapy. Um, uh, our philosophy is to not just do everything for everybody, but to try to teach them how to do for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so there may be a week or two where we help you stretch, but then we're, we're pushing you to, here's your homework. You need to go do this yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and part of my philosophy is just living that lifestyle or that mindset. They need to get in a mindset of doing something every, every day, every day, every day, every Mm -hmm. day, over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, the philosophy of our office is more of a vitalistic nature. We're trying to adjust people, not just to take away their pain, but to make their function overall better. Right. Um, I, I get that, you know, like I've said, people come in to us with pain. Um, and that's part of that education process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're good at neck pain, back pain, headaches. That's the easy stuff really in a, in an office. Mm-hmm. It's getting people out of the, their health rut, mm. um, getting them to actually take a health selfie of themselves and where do you stand and what do you do? Mm-hmm. And you know, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to spend money now? staying healthy or do you want to spend money later having to take the medications and going to the store and going to the doctor over and over again for sick care and being miserable and being miserable absolutely i mean how can you not be somewhat mentally miserable depressed anxious whatever it is if you physically don't feel good i mean if you're if you're physically in pain it it impacts uh your mental state or it can that uh impact your mental state you're just more irritable always yeah right just you're more irritable you're quicker on the trigger um yeah and, and you just come off as an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and that's part of that. Um, so we call that stress overload syndrome in our office, right? You are stressed overload. Um, your nervous system literally makes you more snappy because it's it's that fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So as a caveman, you either need to you need to have quick reactions to save your life. Right. The problem is, is our neurology, our our nervous system hasn't kept up with evolution mm-hmm. of our outer environment. It's mm-hmm. still looking for danger constantly everywhere right. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can, you know, it's it's okay. The bear isn't going to be around the corner usually. Right. Well, it's kind of like a uh, road rage uh, and, and aggressive driving. So uh, people, I think, personalities tend to change when you're behind the wheel, uh, and I see that in, in a lot of people. I, I may even see it in myself, but where the the more uh, primal part of you tends to come out, I think it's because of stress of being in traffic and being behind the wheel of a you know how many thousand pound right. automobile and, and i think it's it's more of a social speed. norm now it's it's kind of a, a scary aspect of where society goes that way mm. um I'm, i i just saw a thing yesterday that orlando was in the top 10 for most aggressive driver cities oh, i can believe that or something yeah. like that yeah. and I, I was like well look out but look at the construction they've had they've had construction for like 30 years it's never ending. it's never ending over there one <laughs> part of the other it's more it's more road. downtown and north now before it was more south towards disney mm-hmm. i mean if i had to drive on that road and and this is what i like to say if you drive from Bartu to lakeland there are three lanes on either side right if i drive from lakeland to orlando there are three lanes on either side Where's the disconnect as far as trying to drive to Orlando and Tampa? Don't we need more lanes? More lanes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, so y- you ha- you and your wife have four kids. Yes. Did you guys plan that out? Uh, ish and no, and not really <laughs> at all. <laughs> you 
Catholic. So, so yeah, well, that's that's part of the problem. Two Catholic people getting together. Um, no, my my wife is three of four kids in her family. I am two of two kids in my family. Uh-huh. Um, my mom was like the second of eight kids, so she never wanted us oh, kids to have a lot. Geez. Well, good Irish Catholic, <laughs> you know. Um, so we weren't really, th- I think the only child we were actually actively planning on having was Mika, who's our number two. So we weren't trying and we weren't not trying with Takeo, who's our oldest. Right. Um, and then uh, Sabi came along. Um, and that he was uh, not trying, but not really trying, trying type <laughs> thing either. And then we thought we were really good with three. Um, we were really solid with three kids at that right. point. Mm-hmm. And then God blessed us with another little fourth yeah, one who is the dynamite. So uh, Aya, right? Yes. And uh, I met you guys uh, when you were announced that you were having your fourth child. And I saw the look on your guys' faces when we were like, social. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she it, And it's funny because, you know, when you have uh, bigger siblings like that, you tend to learn faster. She is a... She is a little firecracker sometimes. Yeah. Um, and she's fantastic. Well, and she's two, so I mean three, so she, her mood swings from one direction to the other on the mm-hmm. on the whim of whatever th- she's thinking at the time. But right. she definitely keeps her older brothers and sisters in line a lot of the time, <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah, you guys have a giant caravan uh, when when you're going from place to place. So you load up all the equipment and and of course all the kids and yeah, it's a it's quite the sight. Yeah, well, I mean, we always like to say I, I think it was harder going from one to two mm. than it was two to three or three to four. Um, just because once you're playing, um, once you're not one-on-one, mm. once you're having to play zone defense, it's just zone defense. Right. So, Well, I, I know uh, with your practice that you uh, have your work days and your, your offices are open from Monday through Thursday. And then you consciously close on Fridays. You guys don't don't open on Fridays. We do now. You do? We do. Since Th- when? Doesn't mean I work on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So you have your own. So, so I, have, I have another doctor on staff now. Um, and it finally got to a point where I said, hey, uh, Dr. Jenna, would you like to do Friday mornings? Yes. And we, we it's a it's a more of a skeleton crew staff. Right. Uh, not all of us, all, not all hands are on deck. Um, yeah. There's a CA that helps uh, run the front, answer the phones, that sort of stuff. Dr. Mm-hmm. Jen is there. Right. Um, well, good. It just gives our patients a, a time to have that other three or four hours that they might be able to get in for the week. Sure. Um, but, yeah, you're right. When I was a single practitioner, I closed on Fridays. I needed to get paperwork done. I needed to be happy. I needed to be able to focus on me. Well, I mean, I, 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 I chalked it up to because you have so many kids that uh, you needed to spend more time. With the family. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. That too. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, it allows me, doesn't matter what I'm doing. Um, you know, like today is, is a Friday. I was on an accountability call with some um, chiropractic friends and now I'm here doing this and I'll run a few errands and I'll get lunch somewhere and just mm-hmm. relax. And then I, I get to pick up the kids. That's right. So, which yeah. I never get to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it allows me that freedom. You know, there's, you know, um, some days where I just want to see them at your dojo and I just say I'm peace out for like 30 minutes I'll be back right call me if you have to but don't yeah. really call me <laughs> um, but you you, right. you, yeah. uh, you know I was always taught if, if you can't step away from your business then you're just you, you aren't a a business owner you're, the business owns you mm-hmm. so you got to be able to right. plug and play and, and put well, that I, I, which I've just now done this this past year which is nice that's great uh, I, th- I think we work far too much I think our society works works far too much, uh, and being uh, a business owner, uh, being self employed, uh, that's a double edged sword. And you're you're you can if you if you're not careful, you'll find yourself working when you're not supposed to be working. Correct. When when other people, your aka your family, they need your attention. And, right. And uh, yeah, but it to me it beats working for a company. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it was funny. I, we, we had friends that would say to my wife, well, you know, your husband doesn't, you know, wake up with the kids in the middle of the night. You do it all the time. Why doesn't he ever do it? And she goes, you realize he's running a business, right? He has to be conscious. Plus, he's a doctor. So he has to be really conscious about what he's doing every single day. That's right. Right. So, you know, different roles and different family dynamics, they sacrifice and do what they need to or, mm-hmm. or 
take pleasure in doing what you're doing. That's right. Um, yeah. and, and it's your, your chance to pick. But yeah, I think everybody works way too much. There aren't mm-hmm. many times that an employee comes to me um, and says, I need a day off. Right. And I say no. Hmm. It's all almost never. I don't think I've ever done that. Maybe mm-hmm. once where I said no. We just have to have everybody here. Right. Um. So you know our our usual CA on Friday mornings. Husband came back yesterday from a year being deployed. Oh wow. She's not working today. Cool. Okay, Who good. can step Great. up and take her time? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the girls were happy to t- step up and take her time right. so she could. I mean, your, your office environment is quite nice. The the vibe uh, the field office is is really nice. Everyone's quite relaxed. It's it's I, I like to to go by the anti doctor philosophy. Mm. Try not to be like a doctor's office as much as I can. Right. Um. Right. It's, you know. It's well, I took a cue from you actually, because uh, you you have music going all throughout your office, right. and and every day it seems like it's a different playlist uh, of some kind. And so at my dojo, I've got music playing cool all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, during classes, everything, and it's what I want to hear. Yeah, right. So yeah. my my uh, my gals up front, my team get to pick what they want to listen to, mm. and if it's cool with me, it's cool with me, and if it's not, I go turn it. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but I usually don't turn it. Uh, um, it, it. We 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 do get a lot of hey man, what do you guys play? And I was like, I have no clue. Ask up front because uh-huh. they they tend to set the the tone the that tone. way. But right. we we need something upbeat. I don't need you know I don't need Adele screaming at me while I'm trying to adjust mm-hmm. people. That's not really a, a conscious. You, you know what I started doing uh, is I've started playing uh, at the '80s uh, set lists. Yeah. Uh, at the dojo, and of course, you know when when you're a kid in elementary. You don't know what the you don't know what that music yeah, is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're, they're completely clueless, but they like it. Right. Right? It, but it's new music to them and they may have heard bits of it uh, on a soundtrack to a movie or something. Right. Right? But the but the parents that are there, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're 80, jamming. you know, 80s people and they're they're like, "Oh yeah, this is great. This right. is fantastic." I'm like, "Yes, it is." And we didn't appreciate that music at the time, of course. You know, you probably kind of roll your eyes at, at some of the music that was uh, that was done in the 80s, but now in hindsight, you're like, wow, that's actually really good. Yeah. It's, it's good music. Well, and if, you know, it's, it's uh, out of sight, out of mind sometimes. So right. when, uh, when, you know, when we pull out an old 90s grunge playlist right after lunch to wake everybody up, mm-hmm. you know, if that's done for a reason, <laughs> we're setting the tone. I got to get everybody woke up. <laughs> oh, uh, did you did you uh, hear about the uh, the Michael Jackson documentary? I've heard about off? that. I well, haven't leave, seen it yet. Nether- leaving Nether- Le- uh, Neverland? Le- leaving Netherland. And yeah, now yeah. I see a bunch of radio stations that are not playing Michael Jackson anymore. Yeah. So. I, I read an article on it, and it, it, it shocked me to no end. But, you know, everyone Well, and years ago, he was, on tri- he was on trial, right? I mean, he yes. got found not guilty, but... I think that was kind of one of those where you were like, you weren't sure, even though he wasn't technically criminal guilty, you didn't know if something happened. Something, I think, it in, kind in of the, felt in like the pu- in the I, public's eye. I think there, I think people have it in the back of their mind that definitely something. I mean, was he was eccentric, off. brother. He was super, super eccentric. Yes. Right. I mean, you know, n- most people don't buy apes and have, you know, full-on theme parks in their backyard. Right. I mean, that's not just a cost thing. That's right. a you're a little over the top. I heard that. Uh, he was chemically castrated as a as a, as a child in I, order to retain his voice. I think that's uh, I heard that the, what that's what the parents did. I put nothing past anybody these days. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. And then it, you know I I don't know at what point do you separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what point do you just listen to his music and it's really good music, or right. are you going to let that sort of thing in the back of your mind? Right. You know, right. Same I thing. Mean, it, same it, thing I'm with the. Um, um, it's the other guy's name, R. Kelly thing, right? Right, up yeah, in yeah, you know, yeah. putting people in prison. I mean, years ago, he had or was accused of sexually assaulting somebody or, or right. keeping them at bay or something like that. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's very similar. But if you listen to his music, I don't. Well, know I mean, if there's I've a never really been a fan of R. Kelly, but I've been a fan of Michael Jackson. Right. And I listened to the music, and prior to, of course, the the all these accusations and the documentary coming out, I'd listen to Michael Jackson. I'd listen to it, you know, and. It was, it was great. I right. gave, I you know didn't give it a second thought, but now, yeah, it's in your back of your mind. It's now, the isn't back it? of my mind. Yeah, and I just I kind of like, oh man, I I can't get my mind over what I'm starting to learn. Yeah, right. Or or much less the the accusations, and so I just and I and I haven't seen it, but from what I understand, one of the guys was not necessarily a willing participant. He didn't want his story out there or something like that. Hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's. 
I, I know for a fact that I remember hearing there were payouts done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that isn't necessarily a uh, admission of guilt. guilt right. You know, uh, you know, very wealthy people often often do a payout just to be done with it. It's, right. It's, it's just easier. For it's them super to, easier, yeah. man. And yeah. I get it. And if you, you know, God forbid, if all of us can only have enough money to make our problems go away. But, <sighs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. it, but, you know, that 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 goes back to that whole money doesn't make you a happy person. If you're an asshole, you were just a poor asshole before. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of people that have that have a level of wealth that are just miserable. Yeah. It's not happy and and not in a, a great physical state. Well, and that goes back to yeah. it's like we've been talking about this this whole time is that uh, that recipe for 360 degrees of success, not just in your business, not mm-hmm. just in your home life in both as well as your health and all those other aspects right. of, you know, keeping up with what you need to keep up mm-hmm. with. I mean, what, what is it? What is, it's family. It's yourself. It's your business. It's actually self first. Self first. Self first. You notice I put family yourself. first. I know you did. That's why. I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm stopping you there, Dad. As a fellow dad and a friend, I'm going to stop you there. Remember, it's yourself. If you are not keeping up with you, you are leaving. You're put. You're letting everybody else down. That's right. Right. That's so right. don't let your people family neglect down. that. I, and I neglect that um, from time to time. I realize first that I put family first, when in fact family and self probably need to go hand in hand first. Yeah. 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 So it's a, you know, you have to be able to save yourself to save other people. That's you have right. to be able to do for yourself before you can teach how to do for other people. That's right. You know, it's 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 not basketball. This is life. Mm-hmm. So right. self, um, family, um, fellowship, then work, right? Mm-hmm. It's like not one of the, it's it's not one of the big priorities. Right. Right. And I, and even the, the 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 notion of work. Like I don't think I work. I mean, I work, yes. The act of, of, of working and, and, and doing a job or a task, so to speak. But so far as having uh, Karate Beyond and having the dojo, I don't consider that work. It, it's just fun. Yeah, but you love what you do. Yeah, I love I love it. Yeah. But again, how many people love what they do day in and day out? Uh, there's a lot of unfortunate. Right? I mean, that, that's, uh, you know, what? one of the, the saddest things that I hear that makes me sad is, thank God it's Friday. Ah. Right? Because it's like. Why are you just looking to escape constantly, right? Constantly right. escape. I just saw um, this past week. I saw a video with Gary Vanderchuk, Gary mm-hmm. V. If yeah, you guys yeah, don't yeah, have, Gary yeah. um, and he, it's it's him just taking questions. It looks like, but the guy is like, "Why do you do the work process so much like you do?" <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And and um, he goes, "Listen, you you like just being with your family and having your things." He goes. I love the process of doing this, but this allows me to have family time. Right. <coughs> Gary Vee is a, a tremendous motivator. I, I've read his book, uh, Crush It, if you will. Um, but uh, it, he seems like a great hype man. <coughs> yes. Right? Have you, yes. have you ever been? Uh, you, you've been to, uh, actually, you told me this a while back about going to uh, Tony Robbins. Right. Events. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm choking to death over here. <laughs> Give yourself a second. Yeah. Let me get out some water. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, there you I'm go. alive. <laughs> yeah, so Tony Robbins. You told me a while back that you, you've been to a few Tony Robbins events. So I've been to one. My wife's been to two. Um, so I sent her. She had an opportunity through her home-based business to be able to go. And I said, go. You need to do it. Yeah. And um, she loved it. We went to Unleash the Power Within. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. <coughs> excuse oh, me. Give yourself a second, dude. It's cool. Right. Yeah, yeah we, we can always uh, ed- okay. uh, edit. So, yeah, don't yeah, don't sweat it. Yeah. <sighs> that was good water. <laughs> Mas- right, so, so Master Tony J Robbins. has good water, by the way. There it is. Uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Unleash the Power Then. Yeah. yeah. So my wife went to uh, one, and then I went back to the same one she went to with her mm-hmm. about a year and a half later. Um, we went to, I think, like the lower level one. It's called Unleash the Power Within. Mm-hmm. Um, super amazing. It's amazing to be in a ballroom with, you know, 10,000 other people. 10,000? 10, 10,000 people, Holy my friend. Shit. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, these <laughs> events are not cheap. Um, there are some high ticket. Our, ours items might to get have in, been. 
ours might have been a thousand, maybe <sighs> a Still ticket, or, or a couple seven hundred a ticket, something like that. Uh huh. Um, we didn't get the cheapest tickets. We didn't get the most expensive tickets. We right, we right. usually when we go to something like that, we'll we'll get the middle row. Mm-hmm. We were really up close both days, but you have to like be there an hour early before the doors open to get a really great seat. Seriously, oh, wow. Because it's ten thousand people coming in. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was right in front of us, and he was talking to a lady from Plant City, and he literally transformed her. It took an hour, but that guy is massive. I mean, he's not only a massive human being as far as what he's doing, but he is six seven. He is massive. He he's works six, out. Seven. He is six seven, brother. Oh. He is massive. Yeah. So he had this little teeny tiny lady out there, mm. and um. You know, she was in a just like a depressed mood, and he goes, um, but she was a realtor, and she's a really good realtor. Mm-hmm. And he said, act like you act when you're selling, mm. when you're selling homes, when you're trying to get a home for, for one of your clients. And she acts a little different, right? She acts, right. which is why she does so well. Mm-hmm. And he goes, good. Now be the depressed person. And he goes, listen, you can go away. It's your turn to have vacation. I know you've been protecting her all your life. This other lady needs to step in and take control now. Mm. And the whole weekend, she was a different person. The entire weekend. Hmm. And um, we you get on like a Facebook group and she's been posting stuff. She's a totally different changed person. Hmm. It is an amazing ti- uh, time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three or four days. You It is frigid. They keep it at like 50 degrees in there. It must Whoa. have been. It was cold. They keep mm. you awake. But it's amazing. He does... He does two days, and then Joseph McClendon does two days. Uh, but the two days Tony does, he talks all day long. Mm. So I guess he has to rest his voice for a day in between. Um, I imagine, yeah. But, but he, he's talking for 12, 14, 16 hours a day. I wow. mean, you go early in the morning and late, 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 late at night. Wow. It's meant to sleep-deprive you and get you to push past what you think you can do. Right, right. And, so, then, so and then you end up doing a fire walk. Oh, okay, so you walk on coals. <coughs> so you walk on hot coals. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so you 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 purchase these tickets. You go to the event. I'm assuming there's workshops uh, during the event as well. Yeah, and in this one, um, I think in the uh, a lot of the other ones are more detailed. So you break apart into groups, mm-hmm. but they tend to be, I think, like a week long or five days or something like this. So mm-hmm. This one, it's he's talking, and then he wants you to. Um, write a few things down right. or think of something mm-hmm. and then he'll take a break for you know three minutes maybe mm-hmm. I mean it's not like he's taking an hour break yeah, and then come back and you're going over now this is what you wrote and then he'll start to do some audience participation mm-hmm. and he'll call on somebody that's how this lady got called on mm-hmm. and it's like so he he came back out um, when we were thinking about you know what was depression and this and that and he comes out and he goes I need by a raise of hands show me who's depressed Mm. Right. And so people raise their hand. This lady was, I think, two rows in front of us and just a little bit in from us. Mm. And uh, she raised her hand and he called on her. So it was all right next to us. But <clears throat> she literally identified as just being depressed. It was like she laughed mm-hmm. at something he said. And he goes, how do you feel now? She goes, well, depressed. He goes, but you're laughing. You can't laugh and be depressed. Right. Because it's, it's, it's literally scientifically impossible. OK. She goes, no, but I'm always depressed. Hmm. So, like, I mean, she was just fixated on I'm always depressed, but she's also telling herself I'm always depressed. Right. Right. So it's it's that kind of atmosphere. Um, It's frigid in there. You get up out of your seat. You move around. You high five people. You hug people constantly. You lay on the cold floor. Um, I mean, you're not just sitting there for four days trying to learn stuff. It's right. it's a all about getting into what uh, Tony Robbins calls getting in a state. Yes, getting to that higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it's all a process to get you constantly in that higher right. level. You can't stay there all the time, right? right. But I I remember listening to an interview with him, and just based off the interview, and it was on another podcast, uh, and I can't remember whose podcast. I think it may have been Tim Ferriss's podcast. Yeah, that guy's all over the place. And after listening to that podcast, I think for three days, <clears throat> I think just just listening to that podcast alone, it put me in a state. Like, I was hypnotized in, in, in a way. And I was waking up early... Yeah, earlier, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 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 doing my routine earlier, doing meditation, doing the the cold showers, 
right? Yep. Just from listening to his podcast. And, not, and it wasn't even his podcast. It was, I think it was Tim Ferriss' podcast, and he was just the guest on it. Yeah. Like, he has And I've heard quite a few things. Way. Yeah, I've heard quite a few things where he talks about his morning routine and stuff like that. Yes. And how he gets up and exercises. Yes. And, 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 and I was saw, emulating that. Yeah, yeah, and if you saw the Netflix movie that they did. I the haven't seen it. I have it on the queue, though. So yeah. that, that one was... Um, not unleash the power within. What was that one called? I am not your mentor. I am not your guru. guru. That's right. It. But yes. the the basically what it is is this guy. It's a documentary, and they followed him around one of his conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Date with Destiny. He says it's the only one that he wrote for himself. So he was in a bad, funky place. He'd always been. Are we tra- talking about Tony? Tony himself. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wrote that whole weekend, week long program of Date with Destiny. For himself, basically. He's mm-hmm. like, this is the only thing I've written for myself to get myself out of a funk. Right. And this is how I did it. And um, they follow him around and go through some stories. And it is super powerful, man. I mean, mm-hmm. he he on there, I think it's a, he walks out like where he said in our group, who's depressed? He walks out and goes, who's suicidal? Who wants to kill themselves right now? Raise your hand. Like, I mean, he's taking on some heavy duty stuff. And how many people raise their hand? Uh, a dozen, probably. Wow. Yeah. In the audience. In the audience. And I don't th- even think there's 10,000 in that one. I think it's a smaller group. Uh-huh. I think maybe five to eight or something like that. I could be wrong on that. but And you, he asked the question, and, and the people in the audience, and these weren't actors. These were just pe- participants. In participants. The, yeah. They, they probably didn't even know that they were filming. A yeah. Movie, they, they, maybe? Uh, well, I mean, he, he films every one of his anyways. Right. So they have cameras rolling around. I, didn't, I don't know if anybody knew it was going to be a documentary. There would have been a few other cameras, but... Mm-hmm. <coughs> you just kind of learn to ignore that part of it. Right. But they're, you see they're filming because, you know, in this room where we had 10,000 people, they have a gigantic stage with a gigantic big screen mm-hmm. and then two other gigantic big screens on the side so everybody can see. Otherwise, you would never be able to see him. Right. Right. So that's what most of the camera work, I think, is doing. So I don't right. know if kind of like being on a state at a stadium at a ball, ball game or something. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, I, on. you know, I don't know if those people I can't remember. We watched it when it first came out. But it, it, I mean, it's he's he's doing some heavy duty stuff. Right. Uh, was it uh, he practiced or in his beginning years, it was like neuro linguistic. Neurolinguistic programming. Yeah. yeah, NLP. That's what it was. <coughs> NLP, right, and he right. still does. That's what yeah. he's doing. When mm-hmm. he does his conferences, when he's talking to people, that's what he's doing. He's putting people That's what stage. he did with that lady transitioning her in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's... it's And he's like right out on, next to people. He doesn't bring people on stage. Mm. I mean, almost never does anybody go up on stage. It's right. like he just goes down to He's them. down, and he's walking around talking constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, he's not scared to just stand next to you. Right. And you're, like, sitting down, and he's six seven. It's like, okay, thanks for <laughs> – your hip is on me. Right? So he – and that's one of the things he says in the movie is, like, well, you cuss. Why do you cuss? He is because it wakes people up because it, right. it gets them out of their comfort zone. Sure, sure. Yeah, but he's still – I mean, that's what he's using, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just taking it into the self-guru, self-help – Sure. You know, and, th- and that's the whole thing is I'm not your guru. I'm not supposed to be what you're supposed to emulate. Right. You're supposed to just know how to do it for yourself after this. Right, right. Uh, what do you say to uh, to people that are uh, self-starters, that are um, self-starters, that are, that are going to be uh, would-be entrepreneurs? I mean, I'm sure you encounter a lot of them. I mean, a lot of people that we know in our circles are, are uh, you know, they just work for themselves. Yep. Um, you know, I'm sure you get those people in, in, in your practice. Well, you know what? Hey, I'm thinking about quitting my job. I'm, you know, and, and do, you know, this other thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I'm, you know, my first question is that's amazing. That's awesome. I'm super happy for you. What's your game plan? Yeah. Right. You, you got to have a, a, a loose game plan. I feel like a, a business game plan <clears throat> going out is sort of like a boxing game plan. It's like a Mike, Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get hit. Right. And then that plan goes out the door. So yeah. you got to kind of know what you're doing, why you're doing it. Sure. It's more important to have a why than anything else. Why right. are you doing this? What's right. what's your big picture? And the mm-hmm. bigger your why, the bigger, the faster you'll you'll get your goals. That's right. So yeah, yeah. It, I think uh, when I when I started Karate Beyond, I had or or the the the, uh, the beginning stages of it was a lot of sitting down and writing it down, writing absolutely. down your thoughts. Like what is the big why? Right. And uh, when you came from one place to another. So what 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 is different? Why is it different? Why do I want to transition? Where am I going? Right. And and you got to be able to answer those questions. And if you can't, you're not in a good place to be able to start a business. That's right. Yeah. Right. And I I get that from a lot of people. 
Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly happy with where I'm at in my life, whether it's professionally or health-wise or... Family or whatever right, it is, right. yeah. Yeah. And it's just important to sit down and just think it through and write it out. Absolutely. Put it and, down on paper. And you have yeah. to plan, right? So, I mean, yeah. uh, Camille and I go, my wife and I, Camille... And I go away in the fall at some point, mm-hmm. and we just go get a hotel room for a couple of days, and we're just jamming out. What does the next year look like? What do we want to accomplish? What could we have done better? Mm-hmm. When do we want to take vacations? And then in December, I sit down with my staff for an entire day, and we plan out our calendar. Hey, listen, I'm off this day, this day, this day. I'm off this week. I won't be here. Cancel me out on this thing. Right. Um, and you lay out the entire year. We lay out the entire year. So what we right. start with is the school calendar because most right. of us has children. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, oh, look, it's um, like for this year uh, on this coming Wednesday, which is the 20th, my wife will be heading to Europe. So I have my kids. So I said, I'm out Wednesday through Monday. I'll be back Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I looked at Dr. Jenna and I said, be the doctor and have a good time. <laughs> right. So it's it's and you know I'll get text yeah. or I'll, I'll I'll get stuff here and there but we we've had that planned out for since December mm-hmm. yeah. right or kids are on kids are on um holiday break for spring break mm-hmm. then I know I'm definitely I can't go in on Friday don't count me in Dr Jenna you can't take the day off <laughs> right because we're gonna be open and that's your day to be there that's right. All right. right, but the more the more you plan, the uh, the easier it is to it's easier to change a plan than it is to play That's off right. the cuff. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is great. Been awesome. Thanks man. for coming on, man. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. We'll have to do My this pleasure. Again. Absolutely. Right. Cool. <laughs> <See ya. laughs>